Welcome to the Accessibility Solutions Podcast, hosted by Linda Hunt, an award-winning accessibility consultant, speaker, and author. With over 30 years experience in senior management roles and a deep passion for creating inclusive environments, Linda brings us unmatched expertise and credibility to our discussions. Join us as we explore transformative power of accessibility and inclusion in today's world. Through captivating conversations, Linda shares her wealth of knowledge, provides practical solutions, and sheds light on the latest trends and advancements in the field. Whether you're a business owner or disability advocate, or simply curious about the world of accessibility, this podcast is your go-to resource. Get ready to unlock new perspectives, break down barriers, and embark on a journey of empowerment. Are you ready to create a more inclusive world? Let's begin. Welcome to the Accessibility Solutions Podcast. So thank you for joining me again this week uh, on the Accessibility Solutions Podcast. I'm uh, very pleased today to have uh, a special guest, Kyle Ann Robertson. And uh, we're going to have a little bit of a different topic uh, that we're going to talk about today, which is embracing your mute creative writing mindset and how we're going to link that to kind of a mind mapping for persons who may have a a disability, perhaps aphasia after a stroke, and how Kyle Ann's techniques can work from that perspective in terms of still allowing people with that kind of disability to, to be able to still get their creativity out. So Kyle Ann is the author of White Picket Fences and Not So Little Things, She writes contemporary women's fiction that sinks its teeth into families, miscommunications, misperceptions, and the chaos they cause even in the name of love. She has received her Certificate of Creative Writing from Emory University and is the founder of Embrace Your Muse Creative Writing Workshops. So very pleased to have you, Kyle Ann. Let's, uh, we, we had a little discussion before we uh, hit record on this episode in terms of perhaps people who are experiencing some kind of disability or some kind of inability to communicate after, uh, for example, a stroke and how your technique and work to get their creative juices flowing to write or just be able to express themselves in a creative manner. So, you know, let's just, uh, I'm going to let you kind of take it away from there and how you see the work that you're doing, allowing those creative juices to flow from somebody that may not be able to get them out in a different way. I find journaling is very important, especially during times of recovery and things. So I, I like to get people into the mindset that they can imagine and move down the path of imagination to, to write creatively or write what they feel like they would like to write, whether it be journaling, creativity, writing a poem, even just expressing how they're feeling for the day. I'm a retired physical therapy assistant. After 27 years, I have taught at physical therapy courses on a college level, and I was also the resource coordinator for physical therapy students and sports athlete students and things. And during that time period, when I learned that people learn differently and people thought differently. So in my years of doing visualization with my physical therapy patients, some of the stroke patients I worked with, you know, we went through a whole mental visualization of 
moving a leg or, or contracting a muscle before we even practiced the fact itself, because our mind is so powerful. With all of this knowledge over the last 25 years, and then when I started, I retired and went into writing, I started personally getting discouraged and having the joy taken out of writing. And I would beat my, I had a few family issues happen that my anxiety kind of went out of the roof. And I had to find myself finding ways to focus and to pull my mind back into writing. And so I eventually developed prompt cards for my writing and they use all five senses. And this is where we can help a stroke patient who's ready to get into and getting their word out and people that need, that just want to express themselves and write and, and have anxiety over it, or they feel like they're not capable. They're more left-brained or right-brained. That's all a fallacy. What you need is, is an, a method to mind map where you're going. At the end of this, you'll have access to my worksheets, which is a very easy worksheet, you know, simple worksheet, I should say. But the idea is to have somebody have a keyword that they want to write about and then take it to the next level. For instance, if I gave you an example of a bunny or a rabbit, what comes to mind? For me, I had a bunny named Flo, and she was a Florida white, and a bunny named Cinnamon when I was a little kid. And those were my pets, and my dad built a thing. So that's where my mind goes to for bunny. Linda, when I say bunny, where does your mind go? Mine goes to the rabbit. Mine, mine goes to the Easter bunny. <laughs> Easter bunny. Well, I've had people come up with Peter Rabbit. I've had people come up with Rabbit Stew. Oh. I've had people come up from Roadkill. I've had, so so if you see what I'm saying, one word can trigger a various range of items. And therefore, then we can go with, you know, we use bunny. So now we're stuck with bunny, but that's okay. So then you go to the next step. Like um, I found out the girl that had said Rabbit Stew, she was from Haitian. She was from Haiti. So that was a, a staple stew in her house. So, and I went to my bunnies, you know, the Easter bunny, it's all what we're informed with, all right? And when we're trying to put a memory together, it takes 17 different parts of your brain on, include, from both sides, but you can rewire your brain. I just recently read an article this week in People Magazine about a baby. Have you seen a child who apparently had a stroke in vitro? And when she was born, she had all these seizures. So they've literally removed half her brain. She's now 16 years old and she's walking. She has some limitations, but she's creating. She's, you know, going to school. She's talking. And we all know that like the left side of the brain motor-wise takes care of the right side of the brain and vice versa. But she's getting it done. It's because she's rewired her brain. It's going to prove to everyone that we can rewire our brains. And, and you know, everybody has their level of ability. I don't even know how what I'm saying here, but their level of ability on what they can retrieve based on what resources they have included before like linda and i can you can write the same story but in essence your background your education people that brought you up literally the food you ate last night and how much sleep you got last night or how much hydration you got today all determines your ability to recall all of that nutrition is so important too in this so 
having, you know, obviously having not the perfect storm, the opposite of the perfect storm, so that you're healthy, as healthy as you can be nutritionally, sleep-wise, and then having something tactile to give you feedback. Your body needs feedback, your brain needs feedback. So using a prompt card, you can use a picture in a magazine as your prompt. I've done that for my books. I've been at a doctor's office sitting there seeing this Zyrtec commercial. And that lady putting her kid on the school bus made me think of something for my book. So the, my point to all this is that everyone, no matter who they are, need to put their butt in the seat if they want to be a creative writer or they just want to get their voice out on paper, whether it be for personal reasons or for public reasons, whether it be like journaling just for them. The idea is to sit down and give yourself a trigger, give yourself a topic to talk about. That gets your brain going. How many times have you tried to think of someone's name and you can't think of it and two hours later it pops into your head, right? All the time. <laughs> All the time. So what happens is you gave your brain something to do and it will keep doing it. As long as it can get through the files and cross the colossum, colossum and get the information back to where it's got to go through. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to me, the brain works. So, and the beauty of it is, is not going to rewire if you're not doing the exercises. All right. That's the key. So many treatments for anything, just like if you had a wrecked knee. If you don't do your quad exercises and your glute exercises and your hamstring exercises, you're not going to fix your knee. Yeah, exactly. And I like that linking it to a almost like a rehabilitation exercise. It, it can very well be so. It is exercising a muscle that we all have that we use as children all the time. If a child goes to have an idea and she's pretending the ice cream is the ice cream and she can't find the ice cream in her fake little refrigerator... Guess what? She's going to put a chicken leg in the cone and it's going to look like an ice cream cone. It's going to work for her. Yeah. Adults don't give ourselves the time or the credit for doing something like that. When an idea doesn't work, we stop. All right. Or we're like, how do we make this work? This is a good idea. Let's make it work. Let's make it work. No. Give yourself something else to think about. You have to redirect your brain. So you can start using the wires. I do ideation exercises, a lot of association type exercises. There's a difference between perception exercises versus perspective exercises. And that those two different things alone use different parts of your brain, whether you're recalling or whether you're completely imagining. And there's eight kinds of imagination. So knowing your learning style Knowing how the brain works, knowing the science of imagination, having tools, and let's face it, to make it fun, and you don't need them, but even if you're a stroke patient and you're trying to practice recall, you're trying, you know, have aphasia and you don't know, then having a physical card, physical picture, I mean, I had one patient said that one client say that she just would trace the pictures on the card with her finger. Because it just fed her. It was feedback into her body, which was feedback to her brain. So she could come up with her stories. So it's an exercise. Think of it as an exercise. It, it's it, Even if you don't know the story you want to write, even if you are still working on recall after a, a stroke or a brain injury, and you're working on recall, having cards that use the five, basically the five senses, except they don't really smell great, but <laughs> I mean, they smell like cards. 
But having things like that is only going to help you rewire your brain for efficiency and for confidence. And those are the two big goals with my method, Brace Your Muse. Efficiency and confidence in tapping into your imagination so you can get the words out. Yeah, and I I, I like that. And, and I've heard anecdotally and and certainly through you know statistics that I've read that journaling for persons suffering PTSD for people that have that have had a catastrophic accident or whatever that journaling is very therapeutic for them and so as you said it's it whether it's getting something out of your mind onto paper for a personal reason I was sharing with Kyle Ann just before we started recording that you know, in my journey that I've had along the way for the last 25 years has been a lot about adapting and adapting the fact that, you know, I can't do something this way. So how do I change it and adapt and do, you know, so that I can still do it. And for me, I mean, where I'm thinking along the lines of, I mean, I've done some writing as an author, but, you know, I'm actually thinking to the point of a series of books around adapting as a person with a disability and all of, you know, the adapting that we do. And so Kyle Ann and I were having a discussion about, you know, kind of starting with a topic and using that mind mapping process to, you know, take you off into different spokes, which you can think of as a topic and then different chapters, for example, of that. So, you know, I think very much work that you do, Kyle Ann, is important. I do know that I, I had a neighbor of mine that had a stroke about two years ago. And uh, I know that for her, the biggest or the most frustrating thing was not being able to get her thoughts out because aphasia, aphasia affects her speech, but still wanting to kind of get those thoughts, you know, from her mind, whether it be down in written form, or I know other people with disabilities that will use some kind of a communication board for the very reason that they want to be able to communicate those thoughts that they've got out in some form and again that's all just about adapting just because you can't do something one way what's another way to look at how you're going to be able to do it and accomplish the same thing so Kyle Ann I, I thank you for joining us on this episode of accessibility solutions making the world accessible and just thinking in terms of something as simple as getting the thoughts that are in your mind out and uh, onto paper or however it is that you're going to get those out uh, certainly works well for everybody and kind of how people do different thought processes and uh, and your method. Um, so for those of you who are listening, if anything's resonated with you that Kyle Ann and I have discussed today, uh, please leave a review on uh, this episode or share this episode with someone that you feel might benefit from the information that we've shared. Uh, Kyle Ann's um, contact information and the uh, resource that she discussed in the podcast will be in the show notes. You will be able to, uh, to connect with her there. And um, until next time, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Accessibility Solutions Podcast hosted by Linda Hunt. We hope these discussions have inspired you and provided valuable insights into the world of accessibility and inclusion. 
If you're ready to take the next steps in creating an accessible and inclusive environment, we invite you to book a personalized accessibility solutions consultation with Linda. As an experienced accessibility consultant, Linda will work closely with you to develop innovative solutions tailored to your unique needs and challenges. Together, you'll navigate the complexities of accessibility regulations, explore inclusive design principles, and implement practical strategies to ensure equal access for all. Don't miss this opportunity to make a real difference, visit our website at solutionsforaccessibility.com. And that's the number four. So solutionsforaccessibility.com. Schedule your consultation today. Let's transform your space into an inclusive and welcoming environment for everyone. Thanks again for listening to the Accessibility Solutions Podcast. Stay tuned for more empowering episodes as we continue our journey towards a more accessible world.